This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, the 23rd of May. In your Squiz today, Labor on track to form a majority government. Zelensky says diplomacy is the best way to end the war. Monkeypox confirmed in Oz. And Vale Caroline Jones. This is your Squiz today. Australia went to the polls on Saturday and late that evening, it became clear that the government would change hands after nine years of coalition rule. PM Scott Morrison conceded defeat and resigned as the leader of the Liberal Party, while Labor is on track to form a majority government, with leader Anthony Albanese declaring that he'll run a government that promotes unity over division. There was a lot going on on Saturday night, Claire, so let's start by crunching the numbers. There was a lot going on on Saturday. Night and will continue to go on too as the count is finalised. There's still a lot of postal votes to go. But where we start is that Labor is on track to win 77 seats. That's one more than what's required to run a majority government. Uh, It looks like Labor has picked up eight net seats. They lost a couple as well, one in southwest Sydney where former New South Wales Premier Christina Keneally uh, won't enter the lower house. She was beaten by an independent and also they lost a seat to the Greens in Brisbane. That's all still being finalised too. When we look at the coalition, it looks like they've lost 16 seats including two to the Greens and six to the Teal independents. They've lost some very notable people including Treasurer Josh Frydenberg and Ministers Ken Wyatt, Ben Morton and Tim Wilson. The Nationals, though, held on to all of their seats. That's something Barnaby Joyce, their leader, was trumpeting yesterday. And how about those Greens and Teals? It was just quite a remarkable result. It looks like the Greens are on track to claim three seats. That's up from the one that they currently hold. And those Climate 200 aligned independents go from two seats to eight after knocking over some very notable Liberals. Yeah, and as we've just outlined, there's some pretty unexpected results there. There's going to be a lot of analysis to come about what it means and if these changes will be permanent. Fractured is one of the words being used to describe the results, Claire. Yeah, it sure is because there's nothing really uniform about it when you look across the country. For example, in Western Australia, the Liberals had a 10.8% two-party preferred swing against them. Uh, But when you look at Tasmania, there was a 2.1% swing towards the coalition. So there's a lot of things to unpack there, including Morrison's unpopularity uh, and all of those factors that have gone into driving the rise of the Teals and the Greens. Lots of commentary today about those successful women, uh, also their policies that promote climate change action and integrity in politics. Yes, it's so fascinating and we could spend the whole podcast talking about it, but we won't. Uh, Anthony Albanese will be sworn in today so he can go to Tokyo for the Quad meeting to meet the leaders of India, Japan and the US. And the coalition will also have to pick a new leader and front bench. If you want more on the election and its consequences, don't forget our Politics Today newsletter. You can sign up at politics-today. We've also got a Squiz the Election episode about what happened. That'll be in your podcast app this morning if you want to tune in. 
To the war in Ukraine now, where there are growing predictions from military analysts that Russia is mired in a conflict that it can't win. Despite that, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said over the weekend that the best way to end the fighting is through diplomacy, Claire. Yeah, he says that he's not going to make any concessions towards Russia, but he also said that uh, if the war continues, it will be bloody, uh, there will be ongoing fighting, but it can only end, as you say, through diplomatic efforts. It's something that's being talked about a lot because those talks are very hard to come by with Ukraine and Russia finding it very difficult uh, to even hold discussions, let alone get on the same page. Uh, When it comes to what's happening next, the United States has just confirmed that it will spend $40 billion on new military and humanitarian aid efforts in Ukraine. Uh, It's a very large package and that's expected for the next five months of the war. And Zelensky and his wife, Elena Zelenska, have given a rare joint interview just the second time they've been seen together since the war began. Zelenska said that her family had been torn apart like others across the country, but added, no one takes my husband away from me, not even the war. We've got a virus update this morning, but we're talking about monkeypox, not COVID. Uh, That name does ring alarm bells for many because it's a cousin of the smallpox disease, which was one of the world's biggest killers. But scientists say we don't need to panic about this one, Claire. Yeah, pox is one issue. Having monkey in the name of the disease isn't particularly great (laughs) either. (laughs) But of course, smallpox was one of the biggest killers uh, in the world. It had a 30% mortality rate. Uh, what the experts are saying that when it comes to monkeypox, uh, the symptoms are much milder and it has a death rate of about 1%. Currently, there's about 80 cases outside of its usual stomping ground of Central and West Africa. Uh, They are concerned, though, that it is on the spread. It's been found in 15 countries and now including Australia. There's a couple of cases here. Uh, What the World Health Organization says is that it's become a bit of an STD, they're picking it up where it has been sexually transmitted. And the World Health Organization says that that is amplifying its transmission around the world. You mentioned those cases in Australia, Claire. One is a man in Melbourne in his 30s who recently arrived from London and another man in Sydney who's flown in from Europe. A giant of journalism died on Friday, Claire. Her name was Caroline Jones. And before she arrived on our screens in the late 60s, Current Affairs TV was a male-only zone. It sure was, and she really had to work hard to bang down that door to get her start. She was a girl who was born and raised in regional New South Wales, and she tried to get a journalism cadetship. It took her some time to get her start at the ABC. She was in her late 20s when she joined ABC. This day tonight, she then moved on to Four Corners where she really did make her mark. There were lots of headlines at the time, as you can imagine. It was a very different time, uh, including Girl Will Take Over Four Corners. It was quite a bit of disbelief. Uh, Jones then spent nine years on that show. She had very long stints on ABC radio and then she hosted Australian Story. Yeah, and the news came as a shock to her friends because she was so full of life. She would have been miffed to go out before the election too. And on Saturday night, the ABC's Lee Sales remembered her professional leadership, her grace and her impeccable character. She was 84. 
Cost of living has been a massive issue in this election, Claire, and in Germany, one woman has found a novel way to tackle it. Yeah, she sure has. She swapped her car for a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> it's just a Doesn't really, get more different than that. It seems very convenient. Uh, what she says is her usual 10-minute trip into town has turned into an hour-long commute, that it's saving her about 250 euros a month, uh, and she has encouraged her local town to do more uh, to make facilities available to horses, given the issues around the price of fuel these days. Yeah, for €250 a month, you'd consider something pretty radical like that, although I can't see that working in downtown Sydney. (laughs) Squiz today, Claire. What's going on today that we should know about? Anthony Albanese swearing in is probably going to make some big news waves today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, of course, needs to do that before he sprints off to Tokyo. So they're moving very quickly. Yep, all eyes on Canberra today. For me, it's World Turtle Day, something a bit different, but a good fun fact to talk about with your kids on the way to school this morning. Speaking of kids, don't forget the Squiz Kids podcast that drops every morning at seven o'clock. It's a really good way to help them get across the election result and all the other big stories as well. That's all from us today. We'll be back tomorrow.